Thank you, Lynn. Appreciate that. It was very good. Hey, good morning. It is good to have all of you here this morning. And we begin our service, as always, by singing the doxology, which is found in the red hymnal number 815. Yeah. 
you're singing that with me this morning, please be seated. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Holy God, in our hearts, in our minds, we want to worship you this morning in the way that you should be worshipped, in the way that you want to be worshipped. And so, Lord, totally and completely, we come before you just as we are. God, we want to worship you in such a way that you will see and understand how much we are grateful for, how much we are thankful for, the riches that you have given us, in our everyday lives, the blessings that we have, the faithfulness that you have always been to each and every one of us. That regardless of whatever we have done, regardless of how we have turned from you in the past, you have never left us and you have never forsaken us. And God, we just want to give you the praise an adoration that you so richly deserve because you love us so much. So in this small way, God, in the way that we worship, we are trying to respond to you with the love that we have, the best that we know how. As imperfect as it is, God, we ask that you would receive that love, that praise, and that adoration that we have for you. God, we lift up the needs of ourselves, the needs of family members, the needs of friends, the needs of patients throughout this medical center, the needs of the staff that is working here today. Lord, right now you are calling to mind needs of other people that perhaps we haven't thought about in a long time. Needs that we see within this nation, within this state, within this city. And Lord, we lift those needs up to you right now that you call to our minds in spirit and in truth. And God, we just praise you and thank you that your Savior, Jesus Christ, taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning and sharing in that act of worship. Our next song is number 688. Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. 688, Savior, like a shepherd, lead us.
too much about our wedding. Oh, well, yes I do. I remember the song that was sung at our wedding, Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us. In fact, every time I see that song, I sing that song, I think of our wedding. So just to let you know that. Okay, all right. I hear wedding bells. All right. Our scripture reading is found in the book of Galatians. Chapter 3, beginning with verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful how you have enriched our lives already. And Lord, we just praise you and we thank you for this time that we are actively worshiping you. 
Help me know I know. You will. In Christ's name, amen. One of the things that Lynn and I try to do on a regular basis when the temperature cools down to when it's appropriate in the morning is we go for a walk through a nearby neighborhood where we live here in the downtown area. And the other day, Lynn and I was walking, and we were walking down the street in this residential area, and there were some homes there, and they were decorating for Halloween. In fact, in the yard, there was actually a made-up tombstone, and it actually had the dates, and then it had this name, Ben Better. Been better. And so I must admit, I walked by and I go, I go, Lynn, what's up with that? And she, she goes, they're decorating for Halloween. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. Because I was thinking about why are they having this stuff in their yard with the tombstone that specifically says, with the name on it, Been Better. Do you get the humor to that? Been Better. Okay. I have been better. So this morning, with that kind of sort of as my theme, think about the times when you have been better. Been better. There's two ways that we can track this. Number one, if you know our Savior Jesus Christ, You cannot get any better than that. So for those of us that have accepted Christ, we believe that in the eternal life to come, that it won't get any better than that. But in this life, I think that we would all agree that there have been times when we have been better been better and we probably have been better when we actually have led the life that the scriptures tell us to live this morning it's probably when we've had the best been better that we are to live in peace with Christ ruling our hearts, ruling our thoughts, ruling all that we are concerned about, all that we say. And once again, just as a reminder for those that are here this morning and those that will be watching later on today on social media as I post our worship service, We have been talking about the fact and we all agree upon the idea that you and I will never achieve perfection but that we should strive for perfection because with that being our goal and our desire that we will achieve some sort of excellence in our relationship with God through his Savior, Jesus Christ. So as we think about how we have been better and when we have been better, it's when we have been at peace because we have 
allowed Christ to rule in our hearts and in our minds and everything that we do and in everything that we say. Once again, that's the ideal, but that is the truth that we are to meet as much as we possibly can every day. And there's a reminder to the church here as well that all of us are members of one body. And of course, my favorite phrase is that you can pick your friends, but you're stuck with your relatives. So we are all related as brothers and sisters in Christ, and we are one body. And we have been called to peace called to peace and as we have been called to peace during those peaceful times I believe is when we truly see and understand what God has provided for us and it is with gratitude that we are thankful because of God's love for us and because of God's love for the one body, the church of Jesus Christ. And within that process, we have been called to peace. Whether it's individually, whether it's collectively, we are called to peace and we are to be thankful for the many riches that God has given us. So in that sense, we have been better. And God gives us the opportunity day after day after day to reflect on the relationship that we have with each other so that we can bend better, better than we've ever been before. And in that, we are to have the message of Christ, what Christ has done for you and for me, that we are to teach the message of Christ, and that message of Christ is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the good news of what Christ did for each and every one of us. And that message is to dwell richly inside of you and me because that message should rule in our hearts because that's where the peace of Christ can be found and we make a decision every moment of every day as to whether we want to carry out the message of Christ that is to rule in our hearts. Lynn tries to correct me in a loving and caring way on a regular basis that I have a certain phrase. She's trying to get me to stop saying those words. And those words that come out is when I am aggravated, when I am annoyed with something when there's an element of non-truth to what is being said or talked about. I'll get there. 
I will, honey. I'll keep trying. To allow the peace of Christ to rule in my heart so that I respond with peaceful sayings. And maybe that's what I should be saying. Peace be with you. That's pretty good. Lynn says, that's okay. She'll accept that one. So I've been now held accountable. So I will make the promise to you here in the congregation that know me and to Lynn and to those that are watching on social media that when I get annoyed and when I get upset about people doing stupid, I will say, peace be with you. We'll see how that works. Probably won't work and last very long, but we'll try. So, but within that message of Christ to each other, we are to look to the wisdom that we find in the Word of God, in the Psalms, in the hymns and the songs from the Spirit that you and I give praise and adoration to God singing to God with gratitude in our hearts, being thankful for the good and for what we would consider the bad in our lives because it is all being provided according to God's will and God's purpose. And so whatever we do, whatever we do, whether it's in word or in deed, It is to reflect the message of Christ in our hearts. And one of the things I like about our worship time that we have is some of the things we do is out of tradition, out of habit. But I know that each and everyone that is here today is here because they want to be here. I know that each and every one that is watching right now or that will be watching later are doing so because they want to, not because they have to. And I know that in that setting is because there is a desire to know the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ working in our lives the truth of the psalms that we read together, the truth of the hymns that we sing together, in the harmony of our spirit, reflecting on how much we truly do love God. And that is the truth that represents who we are, the truth of what we really, truly want to be. The truth that we are to respond to that is in obedience to be obeyed. And once again, that is obedience that is reflected in the want to, not the have to. Because in the wanting to, it is not something in which we find it as some sort of punishment. On the contrary, when our obedience is being done because we want to, 
it actually is a demonstration of our love and our commitment to God. And in that obedience, we set our minds and our hearts on the things that are the most important. The truth that is stated and represented because of Christ's life. Because of his crucifixion. Because of his death. His burial and his resurrection. And we respond to that in the likeness that God wants us to have. To set our hearts and minds on those things that truly have the meaning and the purpose that you and I are always seeking. And we find that in the obedience of our free will. Doing so because we want to. And when we do that, and once again it's something that needs to take place daily, when we do that, then we truly see the priorities that God wants us to have. I was reading something the other day that specifically spiritually was talking about the priorities that we need to have as being a follower of Jesus Christ. And these are the three priorities. I didn't even have to write them down. The three priorities are this. God, God, and God. The three most important priorities in our life is God, God, and God. Because everything else falls underneath that. Everything in terms of who we are, the things that we are concerned about, the truth that is represented in our lives should reflect those priorities of God, God, and God. And that is the truth that we are to follow. That is the truth that is to be obeyed because we want to. And when we do that, when we have the priorities of God, God, and God, we find ourselves looking at the world and our own individual lives in a very different way that we never thought possible. We begin to see our lives in the way that God sees our lives. Not completely, but every once in a while when we are following the right priorities of God, God, and God, God gives us the opportunity to see those things in life through His perspective that gives us the truth that we are all searching for about who we are gives us that identity when we wonder, God, am I really truly the person that you want me to be? Gives us that truth and that understanding that what we were in the past 
is in the past. And that that past life has died. And we accept the newness of the life that we have in Christ. Being born again. Applying that entire idea and concept that we have a newness in our lives. Spiritually, as we are following God. A newness as we embark on the life that God wants us to live. And in that transformation which is something, once again, that we have to do daily. Because you and I, we make the choice based on our will whether we want to follow God today or not. Whether we want to go back to the old life, the previous life that we had without Christ. Or if we want to partake of that new life that God has given us. And that's the new life that God wants us to have. That's the life that God wants us to truly have for Christ to rule in our hearts. For His church to be living in the same way collectively. And we respond in peace and are thankful. And it is reflected in our worship. Remember that you and I have a place of worship within each and every one of us where the Spirit of God resides. And it is in that own individual church and temple of our hearts and of our minds that we have the songs of spirit and of truth, of gratitude in our hearts because of how much God loves us. God gives us the opportunity every day to start anew. It is my hope in prayer for me and for you that we make that decision every day to make God, God, and God the priority in our lives. Amen. Please take a few moments as we prepare our hearts for communion and reflect upon what we do together, individually, collectively, as we share the body of Christ and as we share the cup of Christ. Let us pray. Gracious God, you have reminded us
in so many different ways. How our lives could not have been any better than with you. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for that. Lord, we'd ask that you would forgive us when our desire has been to take on the old life where we felt comfortable, where we felt understood, where we felt that we were in control and rejected the new life that you provide to us through Christ. Forgive us, God. Thank you for loving us. And we are so thankful for the message of peace that comes through your Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. from the Lord what I also pass on to you the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me let us partake together in the same way After supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn is number 656, Take Time to Be Holy.
gracious God, we are so thankful that you you reminded us about how you want us to have that heart of goodness that is represented from the message of peace and love that you want us to have. Help us, God, to do that. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Bless the Lord my soul and bless